Hello everyone and welcome back to the GA Scores podcast. I'm Connor Donnelly and I am joined by Pierce Corcoran. Pierce, how's it going with you? Good, good, good. How are you, Connor? All good, all's well with me. And I'm also with Connor Coyle, uh, who's back to talk about drone football again. Uh, Connor, drone football is just as entertaining as ever. Definitely, I think even more so maybe this year. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been absolutely, it's been a serious championship now, I have to say. Well, we'll just dive straight into it because I think obviously the Trone the Trone football final is the big story of the weekend. Dungannon winning their first title since nineteen fifty six, which is just which is just hard to comprehend anyway, really. Um obviously big scenes in terms of how they've done it this year and on the, the final itself. But uh Connor, what I want to know is what exactly was it you said to Kiefer Morgan when he was on the podcast a week or so ago to inspire him to kick in that equalising score? <laughs> I don't think Kiefer would, would need too too much instructions from myself anyway. Kiefer's a a, a really confident lad. Like you know, he, he's well capable of kicking scores from anywhere. And you know, like fair play to him. Like he'd actually kicked a couple of wides from from difficult enough angles uh, leading up to that final score. So you could tell just tell that he he was able to back himself, and it was it really was a you know a pressure kick, and, and it wasn't an easy kick either. Like you know, it was it was a fair distance out as well. So fair play to him. But no, I don't think he got he got too much advice from me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Pierce. It finished well one twelve apiece. Uh, Dungannon winning it in penalties eight seven. Not only well, not only one round of penalties, but two rounds of penalties. Um, where, where does that for what you've seen in football? Like, where does that drama kind of rank for you? Well, this year, like completely in terms of gated football, it's you know gives one big another big you know new experience after another, and this is. Uh, just like it, uh, I suppose with Dungannon, like following the story over the last couple of weeks, where on the um, they showed a couple of games on RT Sport and over the last couple of weeks, and their story is really, really remarkable. And uh, and for a team, not only what happened obviously last weekend with the penalty shootout, but the in the semi final as well, getting over the line into traumatic circumstances. And I believe I think it was in the first or second round, just like that. And I think it's really interesting from a kind of mental fortitude point of view that uh, what Dungannon are doing and, and, and how they kind of get past uh, get past teams because it just seems to be like they're a team that just as games get tougher and as situations get tougher and you know they just have this remarkable belief in themselves and you alluded to it there Connor about uh, Kiefer Morgan like a confident lad who can take on much that comes across in the whole team when they play and for a team watching them you would think that they've won ten in a row. That this, it's like watching the uh, watching the Doves. Uh, it's just winning is just natural to them. But yeah, like you mentioned, sixty four years wait is just it's it's unbelievable. It's funny, you know, we, we were talking about it actually the last day with with Kiefer and even between myself and yourself, Connor. Um, and we asked, like, do you think that would that would you know having gone through the extra time in, in every single game up to that point would that stand to them and. I, I'm, I'm going to call it out that I tipped on the last day as well. We were speaking about it, and it kind of came down to that. I thought, you know, if it was going to be close, that they would have enough in the tank, both you know, mentally and physically, to kind of get over the line. And and while obviously, you know, it came down to the luck of penalties a bit too, you know, that kind of came to fruition, you know. Yeah, and like both teams have had experience of penalties this year as well. Uh, well, I mean, Dungannon's obviously in the final there, just but um, try like in the previous round. But even just pierce the kind of confidence you're talking about, they had like Kieran Barker. He'd missed the penalty earlier in the penalty shootout, and then stepped up to take it, to take up, take another one. Like you know, like so it does kind of show that that kind of confidence goes throughout the team. And then obviously with him, I mean, he's stepped up to score the score the winner as well against Gerald Kieran too, Connor. So like he, they, they do seem to have that throughout the throughout the team which is which is unique in a, in a team that's you know a lot of young lads obviously in it but you know I mean there's a lot of older lads in that team that weren't around whenever they won that last time never mind the younger ones I don't think by Kieran Barker will have to buy, to buy a pint around on Gannon probably for the rest of his life after the, the contribution made. especially like showed a, a fair amount of character especially after having the chance to, to win it the first time and and and, and missing in, in the first round of penalties you know so um yeah listen I think um you know they showed over over the last few games that, as well as having you know a, a really good group of you know fit young players, um, a, a lot of players that were just like you know 
really, really comfortable on the ball. Again, that was something I think we talked about the last day as well. And like a couple of really, you know, outstanding individual performances as well. And, you know, on top of, you know, a great team effort or whatever. Like, you know, Mark McCurney there, I think he's only maybe 21, 22 years of age, wing half back. And like, you know, he, he was controlling the game nearly like a, you know, like a Xavi or an Iniesta for, for, for Barcelona. Like, you know, for, for being such a young fella, he was just, he never gave the ball away. Um, Matty Walsh as well, you know, for Trillick, really everything obviously goes through goes through Matty Donnelly and, and Matthew Walsh really just you know completely cur- curtailed them the whole game. Um, you know, uh, particularly I think there was one uh, incident towards towards the end of the, the normal t- normal time or maybe it was extra time even where um, he, he he turned the ball over for for Dungan at a real crucial time, like you know, so really really big kind of individual performances as well as you know a real superhuman kind of collective effort too. Yeah, and Pierce, uh, talking uh, talking there about Matty Donnelly, but like Lee Brennan for Trillick really, you know, showed his class, like, you know, the way he took that goal, for example, it was just a nightmare to deal with and, you know, was a real, was I suppose it was a real bright spark for them and it was really like a lot of the everything kind of good that was Trillick were kind of doing seemed to be coming through him and uh, Dungana, I suppose, they came through with the win in the end, but like it was something they found hard to deal with there. Absolutely, yeah, and I think... It's funny, like I believe the last time Dungannon contested a county final, they played Trillick as well. I could have that wrong, but it's something like it's like it's written in the stars with the, between these two teams. And I think, as well as that, though, I think for for Toronto football, it's interesting. You know, you go to watch the county uh, the county team, and with no disrespect to them, they aren't the greatest team to watch when you're watching them in the national league and the All Ireland championships. They certainly grind out wins, and it's 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 an unbelievable contrast to the club scene because again, two teams like this, Dungannon, Trillick, and right throughout Ergo Kieran, going right throughout the Champions League games I've seen. The football standard in Tyrone over the last year has obviously risen by a huge amount, and it's something that it's the confidence I think right right throughout the club scene, and it can only. It can only increase the standard uh, for the county team as well, but uh, like it's 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 massive what they're doing. You know, like you mentioned there, Kim uh, Barker stepping off to the semi final, scoring that last minute winner, get, getting into the final, missing a penalty in the first round of penalties, scoring again. It's that confidence, that composure. I think that's probably been always there in the, in the DNA of Toronto football, and that Dungannon have just obviously topped into that and really successfully. Yeah, and probably Connor something like just that competitiveness of the championship. Obviously, Trillick were going to be going for first team uh, to retain the county championship. You know, since um, correct more in the mid two thousand. So it just really that kind of competitiveness in, uh, in the championship just really has come through, especially this year. That's it. Like I mean, you know, a lot of people would have said, you know, that that Trillick were kind of. Well, they were odd, odds on favourites with, with the bookies or whatever, and a lot of people probably thought that they were, you know, that they maybe would have come through with a wee bit to spare against Dungan. But um, that just shows you that, you know, it is a bit of a cliche, you know, when we're talking about the throne championship that anybody can beat anybody in any given day. But I mean, the, the results kind of just prove that. Um, say that's. That's still that record still of no no team having won it two times in a row. Um, you know since since Carrick Moore back in two thousand five, I think. Um, uh, just that just shows how everyone you know uh, even you know with Exeter Dungannon who you know at this point in time don't even have any inter county players are able to stand up to a team like like that you know full of stars like you know the Donnellys and and the and the Brennan brothers. Um, Rory Brennan actually as well. Just the pick up on that, he was absolutely outstanding. I thought for Chillick as well. I don't think he really kind of deserved to be to be on the losing side, to be honest. <clears throat> but um, yeah, no, listen, I think I think that probably even I know there's no Ulster Club Championship this year, but um, it tends to kind of go against teams maybe in in, in Tyrone that it's such a hard fought championship, and then by the time. You know, a first round Ulster club comes around the week after, maybe, um, and probably a few pints after after the final as well. You know, it, it's hard for teams to they kind of get back up to the same level. You know. Yeah, and um, we maybe come back to hold the whole story with the provincials. Um, I suppose, I suppose if Tyrone, you know, like if the if there was teams retaining it, they'd probably be then. There's they're the teams that think right. We'll focus on the, the provincials, but everybody's winning it for the first time in a while. They're obviously gonna gonna celebrate it. Um, looking at the um and how Connor how Dungannon you know played and lined up. You know they 
likes of uh, Paul Donahue, you know, was out the field a good bit playing. You know, it's no surprise really. He finished top scorer anyway. He loves a long long range point, but even the ball he was playing into the full forward line as well. Like the way the Dungannon play, like what way? What's what did, what did they have that was a bit different to the teams they played? So they played Lock McCrory, Arbo, Ergo Kieran, Nitrilic in the final. Like, what was it that this year compared to previous years that you know made the difference for them? I think I kind of alluded to it there before. Like, I mean, just compared with some of the other teams that they may have played there, every single player that came on the ball was 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 comfortable with it. Like, you know, they weren't kind of relying on maybe even Chillick at times would, would obviously kind of rely on on getting Matty Donnelly the ball at you know at key periods of the game, and you know very often he comes up with the goods or whatever. But you know, like from one to fifteen, and even even the subs that come in, and that was a, a big thing for Dagan the last couple of games as well. Like the, the subs that were able to come in were were as good, just as good, if not better than 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 the boys that they were taking off. So. I, I just think you know from one to fifteen they were all number one very fit obviously a very young team um you know much talk about their, their average age being you know twenty two and you know the likes of Kiefer Morgan there he's he's only twenty eight but you know one of the elder statesmen on the team like you know if you're relying on a twenty eight year old as as your experienced um you know campaigner you know you can just tell that that's the level of, of youth that they have and. I just thought, you know, the confidence was just was just brimming out of them. Um, say just on the ball, every one of them, you know, never, very rarely wasted possession. Uh, they were very good at keeping possession, very good at working it through the hands, and then getting the get into the score the score takers at the right time. Um, you can see obviously that they were looking for Donaghy at, at key times. They were looking for, um, you know, Patrick Mahon. They were looking for um Kiefer and, and Paddy Quinn, even just in the right areas in order to, to to be able to take the scores. But um, just felt from one to fifteen and one to twenty, they were just really comfortable on the ball and, and could run up and down the field all day. We talked, I think, the last day even about the two Jones brothers, um, Ryan and, 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 and Daly, and, you know, again, just up and down the field, Mark, Mark McCartney as well. They were just... You know, not not even necessarily. You know, they do have some big fellas maybe in the team as well. But you know, a lot of kind of small, slight fellas. But they just run all day and 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 know how know what to do with the ball. Yeah, Pierce, that 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 uh, piece of play. You know, into the long into the full forward line. Um, it really did. It really did. Um, give uh, Dungan an opportunity because they did have the players who could take it from take it uh, take it on from distance, but they were able to mix it up as well. They playing the ball, and that's how they got their goal, of course. Yeah, absolutely, and I suppose the interesting thing from a Dungannon part is being able to being being so they're they're obviously an incredibly fit team in terms of what they do and and they can like you said they can mix it up without having to rely on maybe one or two outstanding county players that maybe that was a detriment of Trulick that everything kind of went through whether it was subconsciously or a conscious uh, way of them of the tactics that everything kind of goes through such talented players when you have them, the likes of Matty Donnelly and Brennan, whereas with Dungannon, everyone is so even and everyone kind of, in that respect, and the team, I think, improves. And that was something that I noticed from Dungannon uh, from early on, and it's something that I think will stand to them. And I think it's interesting, you know, with the likes of Donaghy and with the likes of Jones and fellas like that and, and Paddy Quinn and, and Kiefer Morgan, is that, you know, they, they all... If one of them goes down, or if one of them has a bad game, or if one of them misses, the other guy will step in, and the other guy. And it's obviously a great team spirit to have. And I think it's it's probably in one way, obviously, whatever going on this year, which is understandable why they've been cancelled. But in one way, it's 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 disappointing that the old championship has been scrapped because it would have been great to see them go on and try and challenge whether it's the likes of Kilku or Normal with Mahra, Mahra or Owen Cavan. With uh, there's going to be a new. Uh, county winner as well so like I think for these new brand new teams that haven't had the illustrious history that others might have I think it's something that um, is a shame but I think it's from from your lad's point of view obviously from a perspective I wouldn't have a massive knowledge of the intricacies of the Toronto club club game but do you guys think is there anybody from Dungannon that could make the step up that could like looking at the likes of Barker looking at the likes of Jones Donna, he was, uh, I think, believe he was a previous Tyrone minor. Is there anybody that could step in and maybe uh, make an impact for Tyrone this year? I, I would say so. I mean, uh, captain there, Paulie Maynolte, was involved for a few years, but I think he stepped away. And even even Paddy Quinn there, the commander scored the goal, was involved for, with, for, for a year or two even as well. So they have had fellows there in the past. I mean, 
I think, you know, definitely, you know, the age thing, the fact that a lot of them are kind of 20, 21, 22, um, I'd say you probably could be seeing a few of them filter in. Uh, I would maybe say that a lot, uh, you know, we kind of mentioned a few of their size there maybe would, would, would potentially go against them. I, I said, uh, the boys on the Throne commentary team the other day were, you know, were saying that, that Mark McCartney was, and, and he really was probably the, the player of the championship, really. Um, I'd just be worried, you know, about him, at, at, at senior inter-county level, you know, coming up against the likes of Dublin, um, you know, whether they'd be able to, to kind of make an impact there, because obviously the level of physicality is, is a whole different different kettle of fish. But definitely the likes of Matty Walsh, as I said, if he's able to to to, to take on Matty Donnelly and, and probably get the better of him over the whole game um, and, and make a real difference there. You know, he was a thrown under one player a couple of years ago and when they won the All-Ireland as well. Um, so there's definitely a few boys there that could, that could definitely make a step up. As I said, definitely the age profile. And I'd say, you know, if they can go on and, and, and kind of, I, I would I definitely wouldn't bet against them going on and winning it again next year or, you know, at least kind of being in, being in the mix again, um, I'd say probably. Um, there's a, bit, be a few of them that won't be far away. Obviously, Paul Donaghy, you know, the fact that he had such a great championship. I thought he was a little bit... You know, he maybe didn't score as much on on on, um, on Sunday there as what he had in the last couple of games, but he's obviously shown he's a, he's a serious talent. So I'd say Mickey Hart will definitely be looking at him even for the short term. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you see a few of them kind of lining up for for, for Toronto over the next few mo- couple of months and, and years, definitely. Yeah, so Donnelly, I think he finished with three points in the end, a couple of them from frees. But yeah, he was he was probably was a provider there for um, Paddy Quinn in the full forward line. I think as well if you consider that actually this year maybe maybe too soon for a few of them because. Um, it's just going to dive straight into an All Ireland now, and there's not much time to like you know do a pre season conditioning, for example, uh, Connor too. You know, like you're saying about some of the fellas stepping up physically as well. But maybe it's more of a I'd say it's a it's a next year kind of thing for for a lot of these lads. You know, they're going to enjoy this obviously, and I'm sure they'll keep enjoying it for the rest <laughs> for the rest of this week or however long they decide to enjoy it anyway. Um, but the but it maybe is something that actually, you know, for them looking ahead to like, you know, the start of next next year's All Ireland Championship, them getting involved there, and I'm sure, I'm sure, um, Mickey Hart was watching on, you know, because he because he is looking looking for that kind of uh, differentiator for them. So I th- I think yeah I think I think if you're looking at that team, like there would be the I'd say as well from Tyrone's point of view, from an county point of view, there's nothing better than kind of picking out those lads who are hungry for success and you know having achieved something like that there and then a real confidence like you know in themselves so I think a lot of the inter-county teams you can see them picking from the county champions purely for that reason that these are going to be lads who are confident in it and, and don't go out and you know think they can beat anybody now you know and they have beat everybody that's it like I mean like <laughs> As I said, maybe the first kind of game against Locke McCrory, they possibly would have went in as, as, as maybe slight favourites. But, you know, the next three games against against Arbo, um, against uh, Errol Cairn and against Trillick, they went in very heavy underdogs probably, uh, you know, in, in all three games. And, um, you know, they, they'll certainly not be afraid of anybody, you know, from, from this point on. And, yeah, uh, I think, you know, with, with, with Mickey watching on, as he obviously will. And, and in fairness to Mickey, you know, a lot of people would maybe give out about maybe not giving boys the right boys chances and stuff, but he definitely does. He'd definitely be watching closely him and him and Horst Devlin. Obviously, be watching the games closely and um, you know picking out a few boys that are standing out and you know where, where a better place to, to look than the you know the the real champions as they are now. Uh, yeah, and I well, I said they beat everybody. They also drew with everybody as well <laughs> in, the, in, the, in this year's uh, championship. Um, exactly. I mean, it's incredible. Like you know. Yeah. I don't think it'll, we'll, we'll have said it before, and we, we may well never see it again. Like you know, a team that never actually won a game in in in, in sixty minutes, but they went on to win the whole championship. Like I mean, it's, it's, it really is like you know, probably a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah, Pierce. If you you know total up the amount of minutes they've played, they've probably played an extra game on top of it <laughs> compared to everybody else. Yeah, and I think it's 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 something that I you know I know obviously you when in normal circumstances. There'd be a, a, quite a pre-season to go through to find out if they're conditioned enough to go for a, a whole championship. But I think it'd be interesting to see if any, if he picks any from the Dungana team. Because I think one thing that what they'll give to a Tyrone team, even one or two, is just the mentality to, to want to go on and achieve something. Because it mightn't even be something that, playing-wise, that they can contribute to or something that... Or anything to that respect, but it's just a, a pure mentality, a pure wanting to win and a competitiveness. Because, like I, I was reading, for instance, that I think I don't think anybody has done the double in Toronto uh, or uh, two in a row in Toronto for 15 years, and 
it's obviously in that respect then over the last 15 years while Mickey Hart's been managed a massively competitive championship which I'd imagine contributes or translates into um, training and everyday training with, with the Toronto team and it's something that I think he's obviously tapped in over the years and, and how they've built that team and it's something that I think it would be I'd be very I'd be very interested to see and very keen for him to do it to do so because I think it poses a bigger challenge and if they can tap into that never say die and it really really is like like you mentioned not really ever winning a game pure draws that never say die championship is something that could uh, push them over the push them over the line. Yeah, well, Connor, there's not really like how much how much of a turnaround for them now is it mid mid October throwing her back out again. Yes, yeah, so I think um, I'm not sure about the league now, but I know they have on the first of November. They've they've done a goal obviously in, in the first round of the championship. Yeah, um, yeah I mean that's obviously going to going to be a, a huge encounter, and you know we're maybe used to seeing games like that obviously over the over the hot kind of summer months, but it'll be a strange experience now. But um, it'll obviously be, be kind of one of the, the the early games of the championship or whatever. But yeah, I mean listen, it'll, it'll be hard. I, I'm not sure what what the story is and whether you you know whether new fellows be brought in you know in the interim you know ahead of that time I'm not sure what way that, that's going to work I suppose with the county setups but um, you know it, it's 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 not an awful lot of time I think the, the county teams were, were supposed to be back training this week maybe um, and obviously now with the, the county championships done they'll be able to get um, you know everybody back um, you know uh, sooner rather than later so um, yeah it makes for, makes for an exciting few weeks ahead there's, there's no, no rest and um yeah, and uh, like I mean, for those Dungannon lads as well, like just, just I think just to bring in the conversation about the club provincial championships because there's been a lot of talk, you know, recently, especially um, around the, the the Monster Hurling Championship there, Pierce as well, you know, with Ballygunner, obviously a team who, you know, comfortably won Waterford again, you know, they're they're a club, they're a real, you know, they're a club that are looking for real, you know, national success, and they've obviously, you know, had their time of going for all Ireland's, and they, you know, they claim that next that's their next step you know and then the Piercy went in at the weekend the Limerick Championship again and and, and Dick Dunloy obviously went in an Antrim wanting another crack at Slough Neil who won the hurling again for example Slough Neil you know ran by a hill close to the Ireland semi-final last year so Piers like how disappointing is it really that the, you know the provincials across both codes aren't going to take place and is there is there an opportunity to get them played possibly in January time? No I think like I suppose from a from an entertainment value, everybody would love to see the provincial clubs um, take their place, and you know, the added bonus of the storylines of clubs like like you mentioned, but also like we mentioned about the likes of, for instance, Dungannon, um, you know, for instance, Auburn, like I mentioned, Owen Cavan will crush along King's Course, two teams that I don't think I've ever met in the final before, um, and I think across the board, like down to Tipperary uh, yesterday, Kildangan beaten Lockmore yeah. line. It's it's a mixed bag, and but it, but unfortunately, it's it's one of them things. It's 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 head over heart. I think this year and maybe possibly probably into next year, it mightn't be until twenty twenty two until we get a, a proper kind of functioning GA season like we like we've seen in the past up and running again. It's going to be a kind of what do we really 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 want to see? Because it's going to be some hard choices I think made by both clubs and counties to try and see, to try and get competitions off, and I think. Not only that, I think the added bonus when it's just when it's just the championship, and I'd imagine I don't know what it's like across the ter- other thirty-one counties, but I'd imagine the leagues have kind of been foregone a little bit. When it's just the championship, I think that's added a massive bonus because clubs have that one focus. And if there's any clubs that are maybe a little bit smaller, maybe a little resources are a little bit tighter than some of the bigger clubs, it gives them that opportunity to throw everything against this and try to win it and. So I think, although on the one hand it'd be fantastic, I think on the other hand, you know, I think it's a case of it's okay this year, but hopefully next year, if it's up and running again, if we get the opportunity to play provincial clubs, those those clubs will come back to the front or to the fore again. Yeah, Connor, Connor, what do you think about yourself? I, th- I, I you're saying there, um, Pierce. You know about you know maybe 2022 before we get back to you know what we kind of recognise as being the you know the typical GA calendar. I I wouldn't be surprised if we ever go back to you know the way that the, the way that we looked at it before. You know obviously 
Michaela Cup and, and, and League, followed by, you know, club action, followed by, you know, county championships and, and, and then straight into provincial clubs. Like, I mean, it's obviously been an ongoing conversation within the GA and, and within GA circles this last few years about how sustainable that is really for, you know, especially for, for your for young players who are, you know, involved with, you know, across several different kind of um, teams and clubs and, um, and colleges and all sorts. So, um <clears throat> I think I think you know there probably is a conversation coming down the line somewhere, uh, whether it be at Congress or whether it be wherever else about um, you know uh, there's maybe a better way to do this. And you know, I think you know I think it'll only benefit the clubs probably more so. Um, again, I see a lot of people kind of you know talking up the value of the club championship and and like you know haven't watched these games over the last few weeks and uh, you know the excitement that it brings people and um, obviously with a lot more people watching them, you know. On TV, as opposed to you know at the games themselves, um, I, I I can really see the GAA maybe putting more emphasis on club game as opposed to the intercounty game. I mean, it's obviously going to the intercounty game is obviously always going to be the you know, the big cash cow, um, which which brings in the revenue. But um, I, I can see kind of a a bigger focus towards the club um in in the years ahead. Um, and it's maybe a shame that it took a. A pandemic to you know to maybe to kind of get that rethought, but um, that's definitely I think that's probably coming down the line in, in sooner rather than later, you know. Yeah, and sorry, Pierce, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, do we think like for the future? And obviously, yeah, like you mentioned, it's taking it's a shame that it's taking the pandemic to to have this conversation. But do you think the GA probably needs to start thinking pandemic or no pandemic? You know, this situation is here to stay. And that we need to design a calendar and a season around um, the possibilities that going into the next 10 years, there might be situations where seasons have to be scrapped, games have to be scrapped. And it's a little bit more flexible, that it's not a case of sitting down and going, all right, we have to get the Dr. McKenna Cup on, we have to get the Lancer Championship on, and so on and so forth, that it's a case of like just being a bit more dynamic. I mean, I, I mean, I think you know, just in terms of the calendar, I, I generally think there, there, there's probably too much and, and too many fixtures, particularly in the county level, that, that don't mean an awful lot. I mean, I'm just specifically talking about the McKenna Cup here. I mean, yeah, r- really, what, what, and, and obviously all the, the different preseason intercounty competitions. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of struggling to to think of the value that you know that they serve in the grand scheme of things. I know intercounty managers probably are, you know. Are, are well in favour of it, but I mean, I think just in terms of the overall kind of calendar, um, you know, if, if you're starting to, to kind of rearrange things, that's probably the the first things that are going to go. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm I've always been of the opinion that a streamlined calendar is needed, and and an equal calendar as well. Like we were mentioning there, you know, something that's that's. You know, and Pierce, if you compare this to say, I know it's always compared Dublin and Leinster, for example, but even Kerry and Munster, you know, winning two matches all in quarter final, Tyrone going away to Donegal, first round of Ulster with a further three games to, or further two games to win to, to win Ulster then after that. So I think look, I've always been of the opinion that look, you've thirty two teams there, and you go, you go the, you go the groups, you have the top two. The top two go into the to the All Ireland A, and the, the bottom two go into All Ireland B. And look, tough luck if you're into the All Ireland B. Look, I know someone from Antrim, Antrim probably going to be in the the B most years, but like I I don't I don't I just I think this is such a perfect opportunity to try and bring something like that in, even if it is just for the 2021 season. Um, I think um something like that could really reignite it and could really level the playing field, you know, and you could even have, for example, the bottom seed in the group. You know, are the home team against the top seed? You know, and Pierce has talked a lot about Dublin having to travel to these other places, but it sure would be fantastic. And I think, I think, okay, there's maybe an issue in terms of traveling around the country now at the minute, and perhaps maybe the provincials for this year make sense because you know you're going to have the likes of Mayo going to Galway rather than Mayo heading the whole way, you know, across the country for a match instead. But I, I do think that, that like the whole year probably does need looked at. I think they need to reprioritize. Um, and what they're trying to achieve with the championships and uh, what is actually because even before all this you know craziness going on this year like there was you know there there's real concern that actually like you know Dublin won in f- uh, five in a row like uh, which is a great achievement obviously but there's a real there's a real worry there that you know that the, the championship's going to kind of lose its competitiveness there and 
Dublin aren't really a team slowing down. So was there something nicely just to reignite? Like plenty of other sports, you know, regularly change things whenever they have to. You know, I don't mean regularly change things so that the best team doesn't have the same advantages every year. But yeah. I, th- I think it's something that just like this is such an opportunity for for people to do that. And look, I know this. I know they're trying to condense the championship into the, uh, the rest of this year, which is fair enough. But I think twenty twenty one is a big opportunity to have a look, a real whole look at everything. Absolutely, and I think, like, look, at the end of the day, regardless of what is the best format to replace the one in is at the moment, the thing that I come back to is, like, everybody has their own ideas of what way the championship should, should change to, but any ideas that have come up are always, in my eyes anyway, and probably most people, if you ask them, they're always better than the format that's there at the moment, and that shows you, I think, that how, you know, it's just not working at the moment, and it's, if, it's interesting when you say that about your own idea of it. I was actually having this conversation with my father because he was explaining to me the Cavan format, the Cavan County Championship and the format is, and it's kind of broken down in 16 teams and each five game weeks, every uh, they're going back into a hat and they're drawn out. So you don't know who you're playing until the following week. And then it's ranked and then the top eight going to the quarterfinals and then so on and so forth. And I thought that would be fantastic if you did the 16 best teams in Ireland, even this year, where you got the 16, uh, if you did Division 1 and Division 2, and you did an open draw, because as much as you could get, you know, the bottom team in Division 2 against the top team in Division 1, you could have a case where Dublin are drawn out against Donegal the first week, Tyrone the second week, Mayo the next week, and it gives a big contest, and it gives an interesting twist, I think, to the whole thing. But again, yeah, it goes back to no matter what happens to the format of the championship, it does need to change. I think everyone is is coming to agreement to that. And yeah, like you mentioned, Connor, it's it's a it's a massive pity that they haven't at least tried something. Not only for twenty twenty, but maybe they'll try something new for twenty twenty one. Because at the end of the day, and it's one thing that I think most GA fans that I've spoken to all recognise is that with the calendar changing this year, everyone has come to the conclusion that they haven't really missed the intercounty. You know, the, the club has captured the imagination in many ways that I think that has brought people back to the idea, the grassroots of the GAA, which is what we all rely on. And I think although we're, we're now that the county is coming up, I think we're all looking forward to it. If you had said to us back in, you know, deepest, darkest lockdown, what we'd really like out of Gaelic football in Ireland, it's to be back with their club. It's to be, get that back up and running again. It's the idea of, you know, these county finals, like up in, up in Dungannon or down in Kildang in the Tipperary or up in, you know, in, in Antrim, these places, even if they're going for five or six or seven or whatever in a row, that's still a massive, massive thing for them. And so, yeah, I, I am, absolutely, I think it's something that I think needs to be changed and, and retaught because, you know, the GA need to capture the imagination big time. Yeah. I like, look, I, yeah, uh, I, I, and then I'm, you know, I'm a club player myself, and I think that too. But then, Connor, are we looking at it like, you know, with inter-county players this year being involved purely with club, it gives them kind of that consistent focus of I'm playing for my club at the minute. There's none of this back and forth. Like, like is, it, is it now, you know, that kind of switch where it's going to be, okay, now I'm playing inter-county. Is that something that actually is, is a good way of doing it? Because I know the, the kind of split season idea has been has been floated there. I would say so. I mean, <clears throat> listen. I mean, you know, it, it must be kind of difficult, and, and that's probably one of the the biggest gripes maybe that that club players have is that you know they're maybe going large swaths of, of their of their seasons not being able to you know to call on their their county players. So obviously, you know, look at some of it, like Sutcliffe. Like you know, you can imagine them going into a league game without you know potentially four or five of their best players, and you know potentially playing against Dungannon who you know have none. You know, so I think situations like that kind of make it you know a little bit unfair in, in terms of the leagues anyway. Um, I, yeah, I mean. I, I just think, you know, if we're talking about the difference between, you know, everyone, you know, as you said, Pierce, the club championship capture and the imagination this year, you look at the main difference between what, what the club championship is and, and, and what the inter-county championship is. And it's the fact that it's tiered. You're, you're getting, you know, you're getting uh, players playing against, you know, teams playing against teams of similar levels. You have your senior, intermediate, junior, or whatever it is. And, you know, that that's really essentially the big difference between, between the club and inter-county at this stage. And I think until, you know, a lot of the smaller counties probably won't, won't like that idea um but you know until you're you're regularly getting games against 
you know teams competing at similar levels um you know i, I think i think that's probably the the biggest problem at the minute and, and i think they, they are probably obviously getting towards towards a, a more tier two system um i mean at the end of the day like you know you could probably argue the case for even more tiers i mean at the end of the day there's probably only one county in tier one at the minute and, and everybody everyone else essentially is, is below that so you know where, where do you stop that i suppose um i mean listen it's, it's obviously problematic um I feel like we're uh, we we may as well be be the GAR here the way we're getting in the county uh, or <laughs> championship brief structures, but um, no, listen, there's obviously it's obviously a debate to be had, you know. Yeah, yeah, and look, it's I think it's something that there will be big pressure on, and I think hopefully you know we can see some sort of change in it because I think it would just you know reignite it a wee bit, but um, but yeah, um, well. Let's, let's look ahead then. So, Pierce, look, the Dublin County final this weekend, um, you know, Ballyboden, Ballymun, pretty um, uh, entertaining and incident-filled semi-finals and all as well uh, there. And it's it's a case of is... So, Pierce is, a, you know, someone from Dublin usually coming off the back of winning it all Ireland in September. These lads are coming in, playing a Dublin championship after, um, you know, a week of celebrating or that. Like, how has that changed the, the outlook or the, the landscape of the Dublin championship as a whole, really, this year with the with the kind of being switched around the other way? I think it's probably sharpened the focus for many players. And I heard Brendan Hackett, manager of Buddy Mon, speaking down the week, and he's talked about how, this championship is probably the toughest that their players have had to uh, have had to compete in, and in many ways, I think I I think he's probably right, and that I've been from it's probably unique as well, and it's I think the in the uniqueness it's is where the the toughness is probably coming from, and like yeah, as you mentioned, the semi-finals were quite unique. Ballymon uh, were quite uh, incident there. The Ballymon and Croaks, um, it was a decent game. I think Ballymon are probably after that game would be delighted to have gotten through it because it's a it's a it's a game that was set you up nicely for the final because Ballymun they fought at an awful lot their way through that game and, and by by that I mean pure determination, pure mental fortitude, a lot like the idea of what what Dungannon were were in, in their semifinals and finals. Just digging in players like Dean Rock, Paddy Small Fida McMahon relying on them, James McCarthy relying on them to get them through. And I think where Bally Bowden will probably be looking to try and... They'll be looking, firstly, to be looking to bounce back after losing the Hurland final last weekend. And I know there's a little bit of crossover in the two panels. And I think what Bally Moon will be hoping for is that they're probably still licking their wounds a little bit. And they might... It's, it's, it's going to be a case of how much... Energy that Body Bowden have left in their legs. I yeah, actually. Sorry, sorry Connor. Um, I thought um, I thought Body Bowden were actually really impressive against uh, against Kilmacud, um you know, a couple of weeks ago. There, Pierce. Um, I just thought uh, I thought Paddy Small was absolutely outstanding. Like, I mean, you know, he's obviously kind of been on the fringes of the of the, of the Dublin starting team this last couple of years, and maybe hasn't, you know, maybe got as many opportunities as, as he would have liked. But um, I just thought he was absolutely brilliant. You know, I thought he was the best player on the pitch. Um, and I think I, 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 just, I, just, I just think uh, Ballymun actually looked quite comfortable against, you know, obviously a very good. Very good Kilmer Cud team. Um, obviously, kind of Bally Bowden, you know, won it last year. Well, will potentially going to slight favourites, but um, I, I, I thought Bally were very impressive last day, and I think that might it'll make a real, real good go of it, you know. Yeah, and like sure, Bally Pierce are always the star-studded side, and that um, people would usually talk about, you know, with the with their Dublin contingent in there, and how how is. Like how 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 are their how are their main players looking? You know, coming into this game, obviously Dean Rock um be massive for them, and you've James McCarthy there too. But like uh, these are the sort of lads I'm alluding to that you know usually they're coming off the back of having a usually a a, a replay win over Mayo or something like that there. But <laughs> these 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 are the lads that are coming into, it and they've been like what I was talking about earlier. These are the lads that have been focusing on the club all summer. Like how 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 has their form been leading up to this final? Yeah, no, they've been doing well. Like, and, and Bally Bowden probably will be probably the form team coming into this. Um, the back of the uh, their perform their form in the groups as opposed to Bally Mun, where Bally Mun were and in previous years because of the contingent that have been away from Dublin, 
they've always kind of struggled to get going uh, early on and they're a team that kind of played the best football in the business end of the championship but in saying that over the past couple of years haven't had that little bit to just get them over the line and as you alluded to there Connor Paddy Small probably could be the difference because you know obviously towards the everybody knows towards the end of the semi-final David Byrne was right card and it looks like he's going to be out for the final so in that respect one of the main players is gone already as someone who gives him so much and you know again well other than that you have the likes of James McCarthy who's a powerhouse one of the best footballers in the country at the moment he's going to be massive and is doing is doing massive things at the moment John Small again played really really well in the semi-final uh Phil McMahon Dean Rock Owen Dolan these guys They've been around for a couple of years now, and they know, and especially the Dublin contingent, they know how to win now at a county level. But then, and they they're determined as ever to win. But in saying that, I think it's going to come down to what I think is is probably Ballybone might have a little bit more now. They might have a little bit more energy in the legs of some of their younger players, uh, younger forwards, the likes of. Uh, the Basquale brothers, uh, especially, and um, Tom Hayes that's coming in from Cavan as well. It's still it's that idea of trying to kind of when the game is tight is adding one, two, three, four points to kind of push them ahead. And what that's what Paddy Bowden have done over the last couple of uh, months in their games. Whereas with Bally Munn, I just from watching them as a machine, they're really really impressive. But I think as they progress up the pitch a little bit more. You know, I think that with Davy Byrne gone, for instance, I think there's going to be a little bit more pressure on, on Paddy Small. I think there's going to be a little bit more pressure and a little bit more focus on Dean Rock. So within that, will they be able to get enough scores? I'm not too sure. Yeah, and sorry to bring it back to championship structures again, but um, Dublin obviously, you know, there's no real interruption for them there because they would be going groups every year anyway, whereas I know Tyrone kept it straight knockout this year. So, you know, there's no interruption really there. But um, for, for a team, for a... Um, for a county championship like that and every other year where, you know, arguably the round robin systems worked well across the country. Um, but Dublin have been doing that for a good few years now, isn't that right? So it's, yeah. it's something that kind of lends itself to a pretty competitive championship in most years? Or or is it, I mean, looking at the, the kind of finals, I suppose last year, um, um, wasn't it um, uh, Thomas Davis were in the final? You know, like... Yeah, yeah. No cream usually like, rises to the crop, like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not like you know, I'm 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 maybe a bit biased here, but I really do prefer the 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 Tyrone version of things. Like I mean, like as we just talked about there, you know, the start of things there that it's hard to beat that kind of hardcore kind of knockout championship football. You, you know, you you you've one chance and that's it. Like you know, I just think it makes for a bit more of a you know a spectacle, I suppose, in, in a contest. Um, you know, as opposed to the round robin where you know you can have a bad day out and still you know uh, and still hang in there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like it's something that's, you know, the debate has, has been in Dublin for the last year or two as well, because I think what you find early on, because of the way the groups are structured, um, you, you have certain situations where there could be dead rubbers in the last in the last group game or else the team might be might be strong enough to kind of compete in uh, in the championship if they come up from intermediate and they might come up a really strong, against a really strong Bally Bowden or Bally Moon team. So there is a debate certainly going on in, in Dublin at the moment. and Because, yeah, like, like you see from the finalists, there is a certain amount of teams that are going to be there all the time. Um, but I think as well as that, though, what the Dublin Championship is showing, and I think what it showed is that when the, when the players are there, it is still a, quite a competitive championship. Yeah, and the, the, I suppose something that Dublin are always trying to care for usually is, you know, uh, given given players the chance coming off the back of a long All Ireland campaign, uh, giving them the best chance whenever you know probably the best chance of having a, a strong Dublin representative going into Leinster, you know Leinster club and that usually as well. So I suppose it's something that will just be interesting to see if next year that if a lot of counties do retain the um, retain the round robin, round robin um, you know structure next year for the championship, especially with you know very few counties haven't played any any league league campaigns or anything like that. Um, It'll be pretty interesting just to see if they do um, come, you know, decide to keep anything there. Um, Pierce, just looking at the game, then um, if you, 
obviously Bally Bowden are wanting to retain here, but is there is there something that you would you would see them going in as favourites, having had the more impressive campaign so far, or what do you think? Yeah, I think as a as a forward line, I think they're probably more. Um, they're probably a few more tools for me uh, to, to to win the game. I think against Jude's and against Rohini in the last couple of games, they've came up with kind of quite different tests in terms of how to get over the line. Because uh, in the in the group game they scored a number of, in the group stages they scored a number of goals coming into that and kind of quite our favourites. So I think they're ready for different battles, which I think is the key thing when you're coming into a final and it's a position you want to be coming into a final ready for if it goes down to the wire, ready for if team comes out wanting to knock seven shades, whatever it is. And I think what Ballyboden will have is an, is a little bit of experience in the legs of the likes of Conal Keeney, Declan Mahoney, um, even the likes of Dara Nelson um, and the likes of Robin McDade, having won the championship last year and now kind of shaping into that little bit of a, a unit they have is, is quite impressive. And the likes of Simon Lambert as well. And I think just for me, with Davy Byrne missing, I think, like I mentioned, it's going to put on a little bit more pressure. And I'd imagine maybe Paddy uh, Small will probably go to centre forward and take up his role. Um, and that leaving Dean Rock inside. Dean Rock, I think, is someone who, although he's quite a talented footballer, I think it's... With Barry Bowden, I think they'll know what to do. I think they'll know what to do to try and tie him up. Um, and I think the person to watch from a Barry Bowden perspective was uh, Kennedy, one of their cornerbacks. I think he... He was a captain of the Dublin Under Twenties uh, the last year, the year before, and I think he's someone I can imagine Anthony Rainbow uh, putting Kennedy on him and trying to keep and trying to keep uh, Dean Rock quiet, and then cutting out the supply. So yeah, I just think Buddy Bowden will probably have a bit more in the legs, even though the last tournament final last weekend, I think that'll probably give them a little bit of a sting in the tail that they'll want to go out this weekend and go for the two in a row. Yeah, and uh, Connor, what about yourself then? Looking at it from outside, looking in, um, is it something that you know, having taken in the semi-finals, is it something that you see that it will be, you know, do Ballymun have enough to take them? Which seems like a ridiculous thing to say, but you know, like do Ballymun have enough about them, having lost the two, uh, the two lads in, from the semi-final with the suspension to, to, you know, to to make this, um, to make this spectacle or the spectacle that we're expecting. Ah, uh, listen. I mean, I I haven't seen an awful lot of of bodybuilding this year now, but they're obviously really impressive and and winning it last year. And um, you know, I I, I just think an overpace you're saying, you know, that that there's maybe a little bit less of a threat there now, obviously with with Davy Byrne not playing. Um, but I, I still think you know with the kind of embarrassment of, of riches that that Ballymun have across the field, like you know, really really kind of strong level of, of, of inter-county experience there from you know from Philly McMahon up through John Small and uh, McCarthy and Paddy Small and Dean Rock like I mean uh, I, I think you know Dean Rock could potentially even make a difference you know he's obviously just a fantastic footballer like it's it just it, it, just watching obviously the, the semi-final like it, it's just it, it's amazing how many times he makes the exact same um, you know, movement of, of coming around on the loop, and, and it's obviously well well rehearsed, like from you know, obviously across both the Dublin team and the Ballymun team. You know, it's, and he's obviously you know unnervingly accurate once he gets in that position. I just think you know that kind of strength and, and, and quality will, will potentially kind of maybe kind of get Ballymun over the line. I think maybe just in term, maybe in terms of like you know physicality and and and, and maybe the legs, maybe Ballymun maybe would have the edge on them there, but um, I don't know. I just think I. Think I think um, just that extra wee bit of quality, maybe um, you know, individually might get might get Ballymun over the line, maybe. Yeah, I don't think they'll be too worried about what we're saying anyway. So they should be all right from that point of view. <laughs> I think. Um, um, I'd say something that's just come to me there, um, Connor, is that um, the just back to the Toronto final. Um, just to really mix it up, the, the the talk was that the county chairman was going to step in if they had missed that last penalty to order a replay. Is that something you've heard as well? I heard that, yeah, but I mean, I think it's more just on the on, in in the Twitter sphere. Um, right. I'm not. I, I'm not sure what level of authority you know, like you know how how that is even allowed. That you know that a chairman. I know obviously it happened. Was it last year uh, in the Antrim? Yeah, in Antrim, yeah, yeah. 
when when it went to free kicks, I suppose, to penalties. But um, yeah, no, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, it's obviously a a tough way to you know to lose a game, especially the county final. Obviously, with Chilock, um, you know, Chilock lost out in the Ulster Club last year as well. On, on, on penalties as well so um yeah apparently that was that was the shout anyway um and, and it probably does make sense that that that, that was going to happen but um it was strange actually um i, I didn't actually realize that the, the way it worked at the stage was that you know rather than making your way through the whole team you had kind of five designated um you know penalty takers that that you know that kind of just rotated then once once you got through so um yeah um i mean <laughs> So it would obviously be be a hard call to make, but you know, I, I'm I'm kind of a little bit on the fence about 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 the whole idea of penalties. Obviously, you know, it makes for 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 great drama, but um, I mean, you, you obviously feel bad for the likes of um of of Mally Donnelly, obviously, and 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 um, I think it was Darry Gallagher, the, the captain, that, that that missed as well towards the end, and. It's listen, it's 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 a very difficult one for for them boys probably to take last night and um. You know, um, at the end of the day, obviously games had to be played. There is an argument there, I suppose, that with no Ulster Club Championship being on, you know, is there any reason why they couldn't have put it back until next week? I don't know, but um, yeah, um, I'm still kind of on the fence about about the whole penalty idea myself now. Yeah, because it, it is something that's not the same across the board because the Down Hurling final went to draw after extra time and it's went to a replay now. Pierce, I'm not sure what the setup is and for the Dublin final. Should it be a draw? Do you, you, you know yourself? This is the sort of thing that they don't really, you don't really hear about in advance of games. Yeah, it's not something that you really think about either, I suppose. Um, I don't think it's been... I don't think from memory now, I don't think any of the games have, got, have even gotten as far as penalties. No. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not too sure. But I think if it does, whether it's penalties, I'd be kind of on the point of view in the school of thought that it should be probably settled on the day I think although that could be unfair in terms of you know when county titles are on the on are in the uh, on the line I think it's something that because of the world we live in although we really want to see games we really need to get championships done because like as we've seen today up in Bloody Gall there's talk of uh, positive COVID cases and you know it's something that I think, and I've seen it over in England as well, there's certain with Leighton Orient as well. So, like, it's something within sport that I think once we have a game there, having replays, although it's probably the fair thing to do, I just think, yeah, let's get them done. Let's get them done and dusted. Yeah, on any day, you're going to have, there's going to be losers, there's going to be winners. I'll say that until I'm involved in penalty shot and I'm on the losing side for it, but <laughs> um, then I'll be a different story, then I'll have a different opinion. Um, look, lads, thanks very much for uh, for joining me today. Um, great review there and also looking ahead. And um, thanks very much to everyone who's listening and uh, we'll chat to you next time. Thank you. Thank you.